Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday. I'm Stephanie March. I am Stephanie Hansen. And we have... Uh, oh, I got to get on the right day. We are... Uh, we are just hanging out. We have a couple of people in studio. We're going to say thanks and hey to just a quick little hey, you guys. We have Jeffrey and Rob in here. Say and they won. They bid on us to come and hang out today at the Twin Cities Film Fest. Is that yeah, the deal? The gala. That's right. That's, right. That's, That's so good. So you guys Festival's are hanging out. Coming up starts October seventeenth. Yep, it's going to be a good thing. We have and you guys are going to hang out today. We have a lot of great things for you guys to hang out with because we've got lots of spirits people coming. Talking a lot of boozy things today. Yeah, we are talking boozy. So, and if you come to the cookbook uh, exchange that we're doing on October twenty seventh, you will. We're going to have a studio visit auctioned off there too. That's good for charities. Yes. So so let's do that. I just want to quickly. I brought. I want to bring you guys in because you guys. We were just talking about the fact that Ludo Lefebvre. Well, how do we say his last name? Ludo Lefebvre. Ludo Lefebvre is in town. He's here for the Synergy series at Spoon and Stable. And last night there was a big fervor on the Twitters again because they put out. They all tweeted out that they were going to do the the Twamec burger, the Big Mac. And so the special burger that you can only get in L.A., it was going to be here for 25 people at 5 o'clock at Spoon and Sable, and you gents were in line. It was amazing. Was it so good? You know, it was all about the timing and making sure that your wait staff got the order in right away. Otherwise, <laughs> you were going to lose out. Did you basically have to look at your server and yell it, I want the burger! The we're server watching. and us were looking at our watches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so for the people that maybe aren't following along in your foodie sphere, what is it about this burger that was so worth getting there at 20 to 4 and waiting in line for? It was the special sauce and the... Um, cheese and the the treatment of it was yeah. really good, and it was of course per, uh, perfectly cooked. Yeah, Le I mean Mac it's just <laughs> it's a it's just a big and the the beef blend is like I mean I, the I beef can't, blend was good. Yeah, it's like this you know like, like ribeye and I'm going to say the wrong things, but this beautiful beef blend that ratio, yes, like yep. perfectly done. It's Hand a little ground. bit like have you guys had the dirty French out in Belcourt? Yeah, we love that. It's a little bit the yeah. what I imagine. I have not had the Big Mac, but in my mind looking at it, it feels like that sort of. Rich in sort of gorgeous idea. fat bomb. Yeah, yeah. it's oh. really good. Yep. What's the big French? The dirty French. I don't know about Belcour, yeah. the burger out there. What is in it? Why is it so special? Oh, it's the it's just this super rich meaty blend, and then it's got this gorgeous. Uh, it's got some Gruyere and caramelized onions, and then it has this mm. beautiful sort of. It's I don't know if it's a demi glaze or a velouté. It it's this French sauce that is like yum. The it's dirty, French. dirty. It okay. is damn at Belcour dirty. In Wayzata, yeah, and that's available at the bar in at Belcour in Wayzata. Right. Yep. So, Uka c'est bon. Yes, c'est très bon. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for joining us, you guys, for being here. Thanks this is lovely. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the shows that are appearing. I want to let you guys know there's some great stuff to be watching. Some food shows that are happening on uh, Netflix and all sorts of things that this month. Do you uh, ever feel okay? Are you just going to take over? Go ahead. <laughs> what do you need to say? Because apparently, do you just ever feel though like you can't like possibly keep up with life? Well, of course, especially like TV now is becoming like I already had book shame because I can't keep up with the books. I can't even read like the daily magazines that I get. I get like three magazines a, a month, and I can hardly keep up with those. Now the shows are going so fast. All these great shows I want to watch. Yet when it comes time to like watch something, I go to my list and I can't find anything. 
Maybe you need to let go of this expectation that you have to do everything. Okay. Maybe this, maybe, maybe it's not all for you. Maybe it's not all for you because you are so busy already. Maybe this can be about other people. Okay, so let's make it about the listener today. The other people. How about that? How about that? Let's try a little of service. Um, but this is one of those ones that I think you would dip into and you could dip in quickly and kind of... Uh, because it is very thematic, okay. which is the new show that is coming on Netflix called The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Okay. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. This is a series about spooky desserts. Oh, I kind of like this. I know, I but it's also... I was the one who watches the pumpkin thing on the Food Network. Right. But this is also a little smart alecky puppets kind of a thing. Like, this is a really funny show. And I'm kind of impressed that they're putting something out like this, which is not a straight up, like, here's a spooky person making decor and making food it is it's got like plot and it's got like characters to it okay so christine mcconnell is uh she's kind of across they call her a cross between barefoot contessa and tales from the crypt oh which is hysterical and there's i'm gonna put a i'm gonna put the trailer up on our facebook page so you can see it but it's basically like it's a warped cooking entertaining show where the baker who looks like a slightly goth version of betty draper from mad men and this is i'm reading this off she does she spends her days preparing treats for her pals and her loved ones right so she's very this sort of homemakery thing and she looks very you know suburbia thing but the twist is her friends are not actually her family and friends are not human it's wisecracking monsters. It's a werewolf, a deranged raccoon, a chihuahua mummy, and this it's like this dead cat looking thing. This looks kind of right up my alley. It is. This is what I'm it's saying. It's like a weird spoof, but this, also like yes. cooking interest. Exactly. Huh. It is completely. And the Jim Henson makes the, the the puppets have like part of the show. They comment Jim on the food she's dead. making. It's his company, the okay. wing of Jim Henson. I was like, Jim Henson, Jim Henson. he's Henson. dead. That well, would be spectacular. It is a zombie show. So there it is. But, you know, it's possible. They could have him sitting over on the edge. Um, I could go so dark right now I know, about you can... all the dead people that could be contributing to the show, but I won't. Okay, let's not. Because, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do that on a very, we should have a very macabre, you know, whole show. A very show. macabre Halloween yes, show. Yes, a very special episode. But you should watch it because she's basically <laughs> making like these little werewolves and these little, yeah, you know, monster cool. muffins, like all the things that everybody wants to make for Halloween. But she does it. And then she's got like this werewolf, like guy who she's feeding, you know, and it's Cute. like, it's just a really good one. So this one is called The Creation of the curious creations of Christine McConnell. And I think it's on Netflix. I think it's now. Yeah, it's okay. oh, it starts on October 12th, so next Friday. Okay, so The Walking Dead starts tomorrow, tonight, yesterday, October 6th. Is that today? Uh, yes, today is the 6th. Okay. Walking Dead, is that... Is I think that, it started maybe yesterday. Oh, is this their last season? No, but it is the last season with Rick Grimes, the main character. Oh. No spoiler alert. It's been everywhere, but yeah. Okay. I don't watch it. I know that people do, but I've never watched any of it. So you I mean, would like, actually I, like it. I well, everyone says, and I and I'm sure I would. I just see this is the thing where I don't have time for that. I know, and I so I'm not going to feel the it. same way about Breaking Bad. Who, when eight seasons have yep. come and gone, yep. How do you jump into that? Yeah, I know, right? You don't. You just be sad and realize you missed that pop culture moment. Yeah, it's true. All right. So the other thing on Netflix that I uh, that I want to make sure that you see is called uh, Salt, Fat, Acid, and Heat. 
And this is debuting. Uh, the series is set to premiere on Thursday, this coming Thursday. James Beard Award winning author Samin Nosrat's cookbook, which she just this last year, was a huge hit. So she's doing this four part series. Um, and it's where she's diving into the fundamentals of good cooking and travels, you know, in Japan, Italy, Mexico. She goes all around where she used to work at Chez Panisse in California. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really great, interesting look at how those four elements, salt, fat, acid, and heat, interplay. And they're the building blocks of all food. And she proves it through all these different places, like going to Japan and cooking with it and understanding how it interplays within Japanese cooking, Inter- understanding how it interplays within Italian cooking. It's a very much like sort of a little bit of science, but really Sounds like Elton Brown, uh, but not not kitschy. He's like a little sticky. You yep. know what I mean? He gets kind of sticky. She's very uh, personable and she's very warm. And, okay. you know, I just think it's a really interesting thing for people who are really trying to understand cooking. Not just like, I'm going to make a dish, but understand how to be a cook. Right. So that's a whole different thing. A couple things, a couple other fun things on Netflix I want to make you know about is Slice, which I'm excited for, which is the indie slasher flick that starts Chance, stars Chance the Rapper, and it centers on a pizzeria built on a portal to hell. I mean, come on. It's a perfect October pizza. It's like a Stephen King novella. Well, it's like, Exactly. (laughs) And so it's streaming on Amazon Prime, I guess, on October 18th on Thursday. So I think that that's the thing, like in October, you're starting to look about, you know, I don't know, for me, food and then also anything haunted and slasher and that kind of stuff is great. I like it. And the last thing I would say is that um, I wanted to let you know that there's a couple other, uh, I one of the things I was looking at about, about thinking about food movies and things to watch. Mm-hmm. Especially in this time when we are, there's political things that are going to be coming up at your Thanksgiving table, perhaps. Oh, geez. I know, but I, though I thought, you know what you should watch again? Oh, I'm already like, Guess, rubbing my eyes. I know, but this is what you should do. Watch Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Oh, the I Sydney love Poitier. that movie. Exactly, but Catherine Houghton, Sydney Poitier, Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy. This is a great model to watch, to watch it all play out and get yourself in the right mind frame of how do you present your arguments and how do you discuss things at dinner. And the art of discussion. The art of discussion. And I tell you what it's not. It's not leaning across the table, saying, blank you, and no. throwing your napkin at someone and leaving. No, that's That happened it. to me last week. Last week. <laughs> not even kidding. Okay. All right. It's been a week. It's been a week. All right. Well, that's all I got for you right now for as far as things you should be watching and uh, checking out on Netflix. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we have Gina Holman yeah. from Jay Carver. So we'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph March. And we are here. Can you uh, put Heather's microphone on, Steph? Thank you. Uh, we are full of guests in studio today. We are here with uh, Gina Holman from J. Carver Distilling. And Heather, I didn't. I don't think I got your last name. I'm Heather Bray. Heather Bray from the Lowbrow, yes. one of our favorite neighborhood. Do I, is it a gastropub? Is that okay to call I'll, it that? It's a gastropub. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, last time I saw you, Heather, you were in the kitchen cooking. So maybe you didn't remember meeting me. Well, but I'm, I'm glad you were there. Thank I you should so much say for our friend Rocco, who is the uh, production director for the station, loves your place. Awesome. He always have you in the Lowbrow. Yeah. I know, He's right? always talking to me about the low killing it, and his kid. Yeah, he's awesome. killing it. Uh, Gina, you always come on when you have new introductions and new things happening at Jay Carver. And Amaro, Amaro is the new, like old, new, new again. Right? Isn't it just taking that 
craft and curiosity from yesteryear and bringing a present day spin on it. Yeah, and we, I was at the Red Rabbit opening it's in St. Paul on Grand Avenue, and Ian Lothar is like crazy about tomorrow. And yes. so tell me what you have going on at Jake Carver. Well, so amazing. We, this is a inspiration. You, you know how we roll out there at Jake Carver. Just crazy. I mean, like- we just, we just, throw everything out into the wind and then want to see what happens. So the Amaro was an inspiration because of the craft cocktail scene that's happening in Minneapolis. Yeah. And so I love crafting the cocktails out there in the cocktail room. So come visit us people. And the one thing is, as you all are aware, I can't use anything in our cocktail room unless I distill Distill it it or create it or Dan or Bill are distilling. And then we create the, the spirit. So I just wanted to spin on Manhattans and old fashions and I was just craving. It's great to do it with bitters, but then people said, Gina, come on, make an Amaro. And so it was really a pairing with the Sevilla. If you remember when we pitched the Sevilla, which is the wheat whiskey yep. with the orange peel and vanilla beans. So that's kind of the spin on Grand Marnier. And that was a huge success when we rolled that out. Yeah. So then Bill and I were laughing one day and said, okay, Sevilla, Cruella, Cruella Deville, Cruella Seville. <laughs> and then I, we might have had a cocktail that day. We might have thought that was really funny. Yes. And so then we branded it the Cruella Bitter Amaro. Can you explain to the listeners that maybe don't know what Amaro is, what it is? So um, there's it's a breadth of a category. So Amaro could have a kiss of sweetness like the Nonino out of Italy. It could be like the Fernet Bracca, which is bitter, bitter. So it's essentially taking spirit and adding botanicals, herbs and spices to it. And so it's 14 botanicals. The craziest thing is it is the base is our rye. So for all of you that came to the event for the Private Barrel 291, yeah. which was so amazing. We did a benefit event um, September 19th, and the room was packed, and that was the base. It was that rye. So that collaboration, that small business-mindedness of us getting Atlas Barrel's first 53-gallon barrel, that was then the inspiration for the Amaro. Yeah. And you're doing, I mean, you... At Jay Carver, believe in going grain to glass. That's really important to you. But you've taken sort of that grain to glass spirit. And you're also uh, trying to help the restaurateurs in Edina be able to sell cocktails because everybody there has a beer and wine license. Correct. If they're going to apply. And many of those are the borders of Edina, right? So that's where Heather, Heather and I met with a, a like-mindedness to really update many of those prohibition laws to allow small businesses in Minneapolis to not only just serve craft beer and wine by the glass, but then also to elevate their cocktail program and use all of these beautiful Minnesota craft spirits to then be able to enjoy a cocktail along with this amazing food that they're producing. And for this to happen, is it an amendment? How does, what do the voters need to know that are in that area that want to have cocktail lists in their restaurants? So in Minneapolis, when you have a small restaurant, you can only have beer and wine as the uh, rules of Minneapolis state right now. So this year in November, they're going to, we're going to have a question on the ballot. It's going to be the only question on the ballot. And the question is, should we amend the city charter, which is sort of like Minneapolis's constitution? Mm -hmm. Should we amend the city charter to say that small uh, restaurants in Minneapolis should have access to having cocktail programs so we can have amazing cocktails as well? Um, And so the question is, 
uh, can we take the restrictions out of the city charter for sizing? Right. And so if we do that, then we get to have access to cocktail programs, too. So it's yes on one in Minneapolis. So vote yes. The, vote the thing you yes. want to say is you want to vote yes if you want to be able to go to your small little local restaurant. Like a Broder's, like the Tilly exactly. all yeah. of these guys. Exactly. And, and have, you know, a gin and tonic with okay. your, you know, plate of fries. Yeah, yeah, and it's been unfortunate because... In Minneapolis, it's just these old prohibition era laws. So you can get cocktails in downtown, you can get cocktails in uptown, but in neighborhoods, they've got these old laws in place that don't make any sense. And so we're just saying, let's even the playing field and make sure that, you know, I mean, when you walk to your neighborhood joint, you want to be able to have a cocktail. We want to give everybody the options. And I think we have become, since the, we'll call it the Surly law being broken Mm -hmm. down, we're really reevaluating some of these laws that have been on the books for a hundred years and we want to drink responsibly. We want to be good citizens, but we also want to be able to experience all this great grain to glass movement that's happened in our Twin Cities here and have a drink. Well, and part of it is because, you know, we are taking off like businesses like Jay Carver and, and you know, and, and places like the Lowbrow that do this, that serve responsibly, but also then distill responsibly. But also the idea that it's no longer a vice, you know, it used right. to be where drinking a cocktail, like having a glass of whiskey was considered to be a problem. Like right. you had a problem if you needed to have that. And the whole point is like now it's it's more of like an enjoyment piece that goes along with food. We see it more as like a food product. We see it as an artisanal product. Right. And that's what's changed. And and it's and think of it, it's quality, yeah. not quantity. Right. And so elevating the cocktail programs, like I want one beautiful cocktail with my dinner. And so even the Amaro, the wheat whiskey, there Heather and I were talking outside the studio and she said, Oh my gosh, and the wheat whiskey, it was a collaboration with Marvel Bar. Yeah. So Tyler and the Bartenders Guild coming out and tasting the wheat whiskey and saying, Oh my gosh, you have to create this. So that's another one that we just launched. And to have Heather say, You mean I can come out and I look want at whiskey. And <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. whiskey. And so all this like, she's why like, don't I, I get that? Want, why don't exactly. I get that? So um, amazing collaboration, amazing like mindedness to support local Minnesota businesses. And I think it's important to note that this is just for restaurants. We're not talking about a, an explosion of a bar scene yep. in no. Minneapolis that We're just talking exist. about your neighborhood restaurants. Absolutely. Exactly. And this will be on the ballot in November? On the ballot in just November. Just in Minneapolis. It's just, it's just in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay, but here's the other thing, people. Like, I just saw this super funny video that came out from the Rock the Vote people about all these senior citizens talking about, yeah, you millennials, you don't need to come out and vote. You don't need to do that because we're going to, the environment being ruined, we're already going to be dead. So don't worry about it. I know. Trying to bait sort of young people to get out and vote. But here's another reason, right? If you aren't happy with the way things are going, or if you are happy and you want it to continue to go down that road, the only way these things happen is when your people hear from you, your constituents, and that you vote. So get out, vote. Support, Absolutely. Get out and vote. And also, vote, like, yes. Minneapolis is a really hip town, and this is like a really unhip law. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is not a cool law that makes us like, nah. a, you know what I mean? The The Minneapolis food scene is just exploding. It's get so with cool. it, people. Get with it. Yeah, We're it's with time. Heather Bray from the Lowbrow. Thanks for being here. Also, Gina Carver, Jay Carver Distillery. I love, I'm changing my name, people. Did, I just called you Gina. I know, but I know. You've got a name tag on it. Gina Carver. I love it. You're going to have to. Make sure that you visit Jay Carver. I'm Carver. Is it Carver County, right? Carver County. It's in Maconia. In Maconia. Right past Stephanie March's house. Yes, it it's basically is. like I can throw a rock and hit it. So go to Steph's. We'll have yeah. a hot dish. Meet me there. We'll have a hot dish right. with cream of mushroom soup. Yep. And then we'll go to the so distillery we'll and we'll some. We're going to go yes. ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll have the Ask Stephanie portion of the show where you can call in and ask questions. 
If you have cocktail questions, we got you covered. 651-641-1071 is our number. We'll take your call live on the air next. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. 651-641-1071 is our phone number. And we take your questions live on air. So feel free to call us. We always are here for you. We do answer a lot of questions also at Stephanie's Dish on Twitter, at Steph March on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, at Stephanie March, and at Stephanie's Dish. And then, of course, we have the Weekly Dish Facebook page where you're always welcome to chime in. Someone asked me the other day, they were like, I feel like you're my personal concierge. Oh. Like we kind of are. Well, that's we try. Yeah, we try. We do our best. You know, we do have lives. Answer and so sometimes those, they get in the way. 651-641-1071. Um, okay, here is a question that came up on, um, I think, Facebook Messenger. It says, hi, Stephanie's. I love the show. I love listening when I'm out running my Saturday errands. Yeah. Uh, so Jackie's probably running her errands right now. She says, I'll be co-hosting a bridal shower in January for my niece. We'd like to serve soups, salads, and breads, and I would like to find a great catering place for the soup. My quick Google search led me to Eddington's, Kowalski's, Panera, and Casey's Deli and Catering St. Paul. Any mm. other places or recommendations? Um, I God, is Eddington's even still open? I feel like they're not. There's no Eddington's left. I don't know about that. Yeah, Eddington's used to be a very popular soup chain. There used to be one mm-hmm. downtown in my building, and it was not great. But Kowalski's is going to be a quality product. I think I don't happen to love Panera at all. Um, here's what I'm going to tell you: If you want really good soup and you want to talk to someone who makes a bunch of soup and who knows everything about soup, it's Pam from Birdsong Soups. Yes. That you want to talk to. I do love Pam you go to Pam, you, you go to Birdsong. She's been tweeting out that soup season has started. So she started her. She has a soup CSA. And so this is where you buy, you order, you basically put in an order for soups or you pay ahead of time and then you get X amount of soups over the year and you can pick up soups. You can do what I love about her stuff is that it's mostly vegetarian. Um, and so then you can add in your own meats. If you want to pull, do a pulled pork and put it into, you know, a Mexican soup, you can do that yourself. Alima soup. Yeah. And so you have it a little bit different, but she's got great soups, birdsong soups. She's on Facebook. That's how you have to find her. Okay. Um, also, I will say just that I know the folks at Cerdix make a lot of great soups. They have a whole soup. They, every month they have a whole list of two soups a day. Um, and I know that they would hook you up for catering in that regard too. And they use, um, rustica bread. So oh, yeah. you'd have the good breads. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see what else we have for a question here. Uh, here is a question. I am craving cider, but I want to use it for a drink. What would you put in cider? Thanks, Mary. Bourbon. Would you put bourbon? Oh, God, yeah. That's okay, what so. goes in cider, people. That's it. <laughs> done. Rum? We're done. Dark rum? No, stop it. <laughs> nope. Bourbon. What about fireball? <laughs> Do you want me to leave this station right now? <laughs> Do you not? I mean, no. can't you appreciate I'm just kidding. a fireball? No, and I can't. I understand what it is. And I guess I've done, I've had fireball, and I think I've had homemade fireball, by the way. All you have to do is take a bunch of hot tamales and soak them in bourbon. Hello. And oh, that's how you make fireball. And, and that's like the, that's uh, oh, artisanal. That fireball. is artisanal. Exactly. 
That's what I'm saying. If you're going to have your free corn syrup situation, do it yourself. I have no, a feeling just, my Ellie is listening and like getting the she's, hot tamales she's right She's writing now. it down. I, I, I guess the whole fireball thing is just for me. It's like, I get it. It's fun. And that's okay. It's just whiskey has such a better thing. I would also put brandy or cognac in apple cider. Um, because there is a brandy, there's an apple brandy called Calvados, which is beautiful. It I, is. I wouldn't necessarily, I would just sip that. I wouldn't necessarily put that into a cider, but I would put brandy or cognac into cider. Absolutely. All right. Not gin. Um, I don't know why that sounds gross. No gin in cider. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds no, gross. That does sound kind of gross. Yeah. Plus, I would think, I don't know, the botanicals would maybe overpower it. But it just kind of, I know someone was, well, and yeah. Yeah. No. All right. I think most of the browns and the caramelized ones kind of go well with it. And that's kind of the whole thing. All right. 651-641-1071. If you want to ask any questions, I'm just going through the list here of all of our questions. Uh, Somebody. Okay. Well, here, I have a question for you. Um, If you have, let's say, a daughter who's getting married and she is going to be having a wedding sometime next fall. Uh, and wants to have sort of a non-conventional space where you can bring your own caterer in. You don't have to have on-site catering. What would you suggest? Um, that's a really good question and a very hard question. So because very hard. Most of these sort of spaces end up having catering relationships with mm-hmm. caterers. Mm-hmm. A kind of just non-conventional space, mm-hmm. but also has caterers attached to it would be Day Block Brewing. Yeah. I think some of the breweries could be fun. Um, if that's... The challenge with the breweries is like what we've busy. said. And well, you can only have their... You can only have beer. Like at Surly, you, can only, you can't have Got cocktails. It. There's I no wine or cocktails. That. Yeah. Okay. So that's a, that's a big piece of that. And of course, the clue, the key here, you guys, is my daughter, Megan, is getting married. She just got engaged last weekend. Yay! I and can't believe, like, I you know. know what's coming next then? No, stop. I'm already, I'm just, can I have a wedding to deal with without having to think of other things? I want to know what your grandma name's going to be. Oma. Done. Okay. We so have you're... Omas. There's just Omas. That's it. That's the only thing there is. I wish you guys could. Like Sometimes <laughs> I wish there was a video camera because the look that her is eyes just made me like... What is wrong with yeah. you that you would even ask such a question? You know, people like Glamma, Glampa. Glamma? Glamma. Glamma? People have Glammas. Lori's a Glamma. Well, Lori is a Glamma, but that's <laughs> Glamorous. Not, yeah, that's Grandma a, type Glammas. Yeah. So the kids actually call her Glamma. The kids call her Glamma. Most of the time you can't pick it. The kid will call you what the kid Mama, calls you. Yeah. You know, like Mima or... Oh, Mima. Gima. Wasn't that the lady from... Uh, I don't know. Oh, that show with oh, the little girl and Mama June. Yeah, they had Sugar Bear, Mama June, and Mima. Oh, I'm really just going down a yeah, rabbit, rabbit hole holes. here. Okay, okay anyway. Back so to the food questions. Back to the questions. Um, but I would say, have you ever had an event at Uppercut Boxing? Uh, actually, yeah, Ellie you guys works have? out at the gym there, and I have seen a wedding set up there. Yeah, they've done a ton of events glorious. and weddings, and a lot of people have loved it. So that's a place I'm looking at, too. Yeah, that is a glorious spot. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's it kind of really edgy cool. and a different thing. I think they, I don't know if they have a contract or not. The the deal is is because I want to. Uh, I want to control it. I don't. I mean, not I want to control it. I'm sure the bride wants to control it. But I'm saying, you know, because sometimes when they make you use their caterer, it's not someone who you necessarily want to have. Yeah, and like I know in our case, our friend made our wedding cake, so yeah. we really wanted her to be able right. to do that. Like I have a lot of people who are offering a lot of cool things to do, and I'd rather do it that way than yeah, to have you probably some, have some connections. A little bit. What am I thinking? 
little bit. If anybody has any suggestions, I will tell you that in a couple weeks, we get a lot of catering questions. Yeah. And I felt like our catering reservoir, or me personally, was a little lacking. Mm-hmm. So I went out on Facebook and I've got a bunch of recommendations for caterers. Awesome. So we'll share those with you on the October 20th show. And if you have any venues, just let us know. We're always available on the Twitters or the Facebook. That's right. We'll take a break. Red Cow, Red Rabbit are the sponsors of the show. Red Rabbit is open on Grand Avenue. We'll be right back. everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday. I'm Stephanie March. I am Stephanie Hansen. And we have, uh, oh, I got to get on the right day. We are, uh, we are just hanging out. We have a couple of people in studio. We're going to say thanks and hey to just a quick little hey, you guys. We have Jeffrey and Rob in here. Say and they won. They bid on us to come and hang out today at the Twin Cities Film Fest. Is that yeah, the deal? The gala. That's right. That's, right. Yeah. That's so good. So you guys Festival's are hanging out. Coming up starts October seventeenth. Yep, it's going to be a good thing. We have and you guys are going to hang out today. We have a lot of great things for you guys to hang out with because we've got lots of spirits people coming. We're talking a lot of boozy things today. Yeah, I we are talking this. boozy. So I and if you okay. come to the cookbook uh, exchange that we're doing on October twenty seventh, you will. We're going to have a studio visit auctioned off there too that's good for charities yes so, so let's yeah. do that i just want to quickly i brought i want to bring you guys in because you guys we were just talking about the fact that ludo lefebvre well how do we say his last name ludo lefebvre Lefeb is in town he's here Wait. for the synergy series at spoon and sable and last night there was a big fervor on the twitters again because they put out they all tweeted out that they were going to do the the trois mac burger right. the big mac and so the special burger that you can only get in L.A., it was going to be here for 25 people at 5 o'clock at Spoon and Sable, and you gents were in line. It was amazing. Was it so good? You know, it was all about the timing and making sure that your wait staff got the order in right away. Otherwise, <laughs> you were going to lose out. Did you basically have to look at your server and yell it, I want the burger! The we're server watching. and us were looking at our watches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so for the people that maybe aren't following along in your foodie sphere, what is it about this burger that was so worth getting there at 20 to 4 and waiting in line for? It was the special sauce and the... Um, cheese and the the treatment of it was yeah. really good, and it was of course per, uh, perfectly cooked. Yeah, La I mean Mac it's just <laughs> it's a it's just a big and the the beef blend is like I mean I, the I beef blend was good. Yeah, it's like this you know like ribeye and I'm going to say the wrong things, but this beautiful beef blend that ratio, yes, like yep. perfectly done. It's Hand a little ground. bit like have you guys had the dirty French out in Belcour? Yeah, we love that. It's a little bit the yeah. what I imagine. I have not had the Big Mac, but in my mind looking at it, it feels like that sort of. Rich in sort of gorgeous idea. fat bomb. Yeah, it's oh. really good. Yep. What's the big French? The dirty French. I don't know about Belcour, yeah. the burger out there. What is in it? Why is it so special? Oh, it's the it's just this super rich meaty blend, and then it's got this gorgeous. Uh, it's got some Gruyere and caramelized onions, and then it has this mm. beautiful sort of. It's I don't know if it's a demi glaze or a velouté. It it's this French sauce that is like yum. The it's dirty French. Dirty. It okay. is damn at dirty. In Wayzata. Yeah, and that's available at the bar in at Belcourt in Wayzata. Right. So que c'est bon. Yes, c'est très bon. So thanks for joining us, you guys, for being here. This is lovely. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the shows that are appearing. I want to let you guys know there's some great stuff to be watching. Some food shows that are happening on uh, Netflix and all sorts of things that this month. Do you uh, ever feel okay? <laughs> are you just going to take over? Go ahead. <laughs> what do you need to say? Because apparently, do you just ever feel though like you can't like possibly keep up with life? Well, of course, especially like TV now is becoming like 
I already had book shame because I can't keep up with the books. I can't even read like the daily magazines that I get. I get like three magazines a, a month and I can hardly keep up with those. Now the shows are going so fast. All these great shows I want to watch. Yet when it comes time to like watch something, I go to my list and I can't find anything. Maybe you need to let go of this expectation that you have to do everything. Okay. Maybe this, maybe, maybe it's not all for you. Maybe it's not all for you because you are so busy already. Maybe this can be about other people. Okay, so let's make it about the listener today, the other people. How about that? How about that? Let's try a little of service. Um, but this is one of those ones that I think you would dip into and you could dip in quickly and kind of... Uh, because it is very thematic, okay. which is the new show that is coming on Netflix called The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Okay. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. This is a series about spooky desserts. Oh, I kind of like this. I know, I but it's also... I was the one who watches the pumpkin thing on the Food Network. Right. But this is also a little smart-alecky puppets kind of a thing. Like, this is a really funny show, and I'm kind of impressed that they're putting something out like this, which is not a straight-up, like, here's a spooky person making decor and making food it is it's got like plot and it's got like characters to it okay so christine mcconnell is uh she's kind of across they call her a cross between barefoot contessa and tales from the crypt oh which is hysterical and there's i'm gonna put a i'm gonna put the trailer up on our facebook page so you can see it but it's basically like it's a warped cooking entertaining show where the baker who looks like a slightly goth version of betty draper from mad men and this is i'm reading this off she does she spends her days preparing treats for her pals and her loved ones right so she's very this sort of homemakery thing and she looks very you know suburbia thing but the twist is her friends are not actually her family and friends are not human it's wisecracking monsters. It's a werewolf, a deranged raccoon, a chihuahua mummy, and this it's like this dead cat looking thing. This looks kind of right up my alley. It is. This is what I'm it's saying. It's like a weird spoof, but this, also like yes. cooking interest. Exactly. Huh. It is completely. And the Jim Henson makes the, the the puppets have like part of the show. They comment Jim on the food she's dead. making. It's his company, the okay. wing of Jim Henson. I was like, Jim Henson? Jim Henson. He's dead. That well, would be spectacular. It is a zombie show. So there it is. But, you know, it's possible. They could have him sitting over on the edge. Um, I could go so dark right now I know, about all the dead people that could be contributing to the show, but I won't. Okay, let's not. Because, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do that on a very, we should have a very macabre, you know, whole show. A very show. macabre Halloween yes, show. Yes, a very special episode. But you should watch it because she's basically <laughs> making like these little werewolves and these little yeah, you know monster cool. muffins like all the things that everybody wants to make for Halloween but she does it and then she's got like this werewolf like guy who she's feeding you know and it's Cute. like it's just a really good one so this one is called the creations of the curious creations of Christine McConnell and I think it's on Netflix I think it's now yeah it's okay. oh it starts on October 12th so next Friday okay so the Walking Dead starts tomorrow tonight to yesterday October 6th is that today uh, yes today is the 6th okay Walking Dead is that is I think that, it's started maybe yesterday oh is this their last season no but it is the last season with rick grimes the main character oh no spoiler alert it's been everywhere but yeah okay i don't watch it i know that people do but i've never watched any of it so you i mean like, actually I, like it i well everyone says and i and i'm sure i would i just see this is the thing where i don't have time for that i know and so i'm not gonna feel the it. same way about breaking bad who when eight seasons have yep. come and gone yep how do you jump into that yeah 
I know, right? You don't. You just be sad and realize you missed that pop culture moment. Yeah, it's true. All right. So the other thing on Netflix that I uh, that I want to make sure that you see is called uh, Salt, Fat, Acid, and Heat. And this is debuting. Uh, the series is set to premiere on Thursday, this coming Thursday. James Beard Award winning author Samin Nosrat's cookbook, which she just this last year, was a huge hit. So she's doing this four-part series, um, and it's where she's diving into the fundamentals of good cooking and travels you know, in Japan, Italy, Mexico, she goes all around where she used to work at Chez Panisse in California. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really great, interesting look at how those four elements, salt, fat, acid, and heat interplay. And they're the building blocks of all food. And she proves it through all these different places, like going to Japan and cooking with it and understanding how it interplays within Japanese cooking, Inter- understanding how it interplays within Italian cooking. It's a very much like sort of a little bit of science, but really Sounds like Elton Brown, uh, but not not kitschy. He's like a little sticky. You yep. know what I mean? He gets kind of sticky. She's very uh, personable and she's very warm. And, okay. you know, I just think it's a really interesting thing for people who are really trying to understand cooking. Not right. just like I want to make a dish, but understand how to be a cook. Right. So that's a whole different thing. A um, couple things, a couple other fun things on Netflix I want to make you know about is Slice, which I'm excited for, which is the indie slasher flick that starts Chance stars Chance the Rapper, and it centers on a pizzeria built on a portal to hell. I mean, come on, it's a perfect October pizza. It's like a Stephen King novella. Yes! Well, it's like exactly. <laughs> And so it's streaming on Amazon Prime, I guess, on October 18th on Thursday. So I think that that's the thing, like in October, you're starting to look about, you know, I don't know, for me, food and then also anything haunted and slasher and that kind of stuff is great. I like it. And the last thing I would say is that um, I wanted to let you know that there's a couple other, uh, I one of the things I was looking at about, about thinking about food movies and things to watch. Mm-hmm. Especially in this time when we are, there's political things that are going to be coming up at your Thanksgiving table, perhaps. Oh, geez. I know, but I, though I thought, you know what you should watch again? Oh, I'm already like, Guess, rubbing my eyes. I know, but this is what you should do. Watch Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Oh, the I Sydney love Poitier. that movie. Exactly, but Catherine Houghton, Sydney Poitier, Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy. This is a great model to watch, to watch it all play out and get yourself in the right mind frame of how do you present your arguments and how do you discuss things at dinner. And the art of discussion. The art of discussion. And I tell you what it's not. It's not leaning across the table, saying, blank you, and no. throwing your napkin at someone and leaving. No, that's that never happened it. to me last week. Last week. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Okay. All right. It's been a week. It's been a week. All right. Well, that's all I got for you right now for as far as things you should be watching and uh, checking out on Netflix. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we have Gina Holman yeah. from Jay Carver. So we'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph March. And we are here. Can you uh, put Heather's microphone on, Steph? Thank you. Uh, We are full of guests in studio today. We are here with uh, Gina Holman from J. Carver Distilling. And Heather, I I don't think I got your last name. I'm Heather Bray. Heather Bray from the Lowbrow, one of our favorite neighborhood. Is it a gastropub? Is that okay to call it that? It's a gastropub. All right. (laughs) And I was like, last time I saw you, Heather, you were in the kitchen cooking. So maybe you didn't remember meeting me. I'm, but I'm glad you were there. Thank I you should so much say for our friend Rocco, who is the uh, production director for the station, loves your place. Awesome. He always, have you in the lowbrow? Yeah, recently? I know, right? He's always talking to me about the lowbrow. Killing it, and his kid. Love yeah. it. He's awesome. killing it. Uh, Gina, you always come on when you have new introductions and new things happening at Jay Carver. And Amaro. Amaro. Is the new, like, old, new, new again. Right? Isn't it just taking that 
crafting curiosity from yesteryear and bringing a present day spin on it. Yeah, and we I was at the Red Rabbit opening it's in St. Paul on Grand Avenue and Ian Lothar is like crazy about tomorrow and yes. so tell me what you have going on at Jake Carver. Well, so amazing. We this is a inspiration. You you know how we roll out there at Jake Carver. Just crazy I mean, like- we just we just throw everything out into the wind and then want to see what happens. So the Amaro was an inspiration because of the craft cocktail scene that's happening in Minneapolis. Yeah. And so I love crafting the cocktails out there in the cocktail room. So come visit us people. And the one thing is, as you all are aware, I can't use anything in our cocktail room unless I distill Distill it it or create it or Dan or Bill are distilling. And then we create the, the spirit. So I just wanted to spin on Manhattans and old fashions and I was just craving. It's great to do it with bitters, but then people said, Gina, come on, make an Amaro. And so it was really a pairing with the Sevilla. If you remember when we pitched the Sevilla, which is the wheat whiskey yep. with the orange peel and vanilla beans. So that's kind of the spin on Grand Marnier. And that was a huge success when we rolled that out. Yeah. So then Bill and I were laughing one day and said, okay, Sevilla, Cruella, Cruella Deville, Cruella Seville. <laughs> and then I, we might have had a cocktail that day. We might have thought that was really funny. Yes. And so then we branded it the Cruella Bitter Amaro. Can you explain to the listeners that maybe don't know what Amaro is, what it is? So um, there's it's a breadth of a category. So Amaro could have a kiss of sweetness like the Nonino out of Italy. It could be like the Fernet Bracca, which is bitter, bitter. So it's essentially taking spirit and adding botanicals, herbs, and spices to it. And so it's 14 botanicals. The craziest thing is it is the base is our rye. So for all of you that came to the event for the Private Barrel 291, yeah. which was so amazing. We did a benefit event um, September 19th, and the room was packed, and that was the base. It was that rye. So that collaboration, that small business-mindedness of us getting Atlas Barrel's first 53-gallon barrel, that was then the inspiration for the Amaro. Yeah. And you're doing, I mean, you... At Jay Carver, believe in going green to glass. That's really important to you. But you've taken sort of that green to glass spirit. And you're also uh, trying to help the restaurateurs in Edina be able to sell cocktails because everybody there has a beer and wine license. Correct. If they're going to apply. And many of those are the borders of Edina, right? So that's where Heather Heather and I met with a, a like-mindedness to really update many of those prohibition laws to allow small businesses in Minneapolis to not only just serve craft beer and wine by the glass, but then also to elevate their cocktail program and use all of these beautiful Minnesota craft spirits to then be able to enjoy a cocktail along with this amazing food that they're producing. And for this to happen, is it an amendment? How does, what do the voters need to know that are in that area that want to have cocktail lists in their restaurants? So in Minneapolis, when you have a small restaurant, you can only have beer and wine as the uh, rules of Minneapolis state right now. So this year in November, they're going to, we're going to have a question on the ballot. It's going to be the only question on the ballot. And the question is, should we amend the city charter, which is sort of like Minneapolis's constitution? Mm -hmm. Should we amend the city charter to say that small uh, restaurants in Minneapolis should have access to having cocktail programs so we can have amazing cocktails as well? Um, And so the question is, 
uh, can we take the restrictions out of the city charter for sizing? Right. And so if we do that, then we get to have access to cocktail programs, too. So it's yes on one in Minneapolis. So vote yes. The, vote the thing yes. you want to say is you want to vote yes if you want to be able to go to your small little local restaurant. Like a Broder's, like the Tilly little exactly. all yeah. of these guys. Exactly. And, and have, you know, a gin and tonic with okay. your, you know, plate of fries. Yeah, yeah, and it's been unfortunate because in Minneapolis, it's just these old prohibition era laws. So you can get cocktails in downtown. You can get cocktails in uptown. But in neighborhoods, they've got these old laws in place that don't make any sense. And so we're just saying, let's even the playing field and make sure that, you know, I mean, when you walk to your neighborhood joint, you want to be able to have a cocktail. We want to give everybody the options. And I think we have become, since the, we'll call it the Surly Law being broken Mm -hmm. down, we're really reevaluating some of these laws that have been on the books for 100 years. And we want to drink responsibly. We want to be good citizens, but we also want to be able to experience all this great grain to glass movement that's happened in our Twin Cities here and have a drink. Well, and part of it is because, you know, we're taking off like businesses like Jay Carver and, and, you know, and, and places like the Lowbrow that do this, that serve responsibly, but also then distill responsibly, but also the idea that it's no longer a vice. You know, it used to be where drinking a cocktail, like having a glass of whiskey was considered to be a problem. Like you had a problem if you needed to have that. And the whole point is like now it's, it's more of like an enjoyment piece that goes along with food. We see it more as like a food product. We see it as an artisanal product. Right. And that's what's changed. And it's and think of it, it's quality, not quantity. Right. And so elevating the cocktail programs, like I want one beautiful cocktail with my dinner. And so even the Amaro, the wheat whiskey there, Heather and I were talking outside the studio and she said, oh, my gosh. And the wheat whiskey, it was a collaboration with Marvel Bar. Yeah. So Tyler and the Bartenders Guild coming out and tasting the wheat whiskey and saying, oh, my gosh, you have to create this. So that's another one that we just launched. And to have Heather say, you mean. I can come out and I look want at whiskey. Yeah, I want yeah. whiskey. And so all of a sudden she's like, "Why don't I get that?" Why don't I get that? So um, amazing collaboration, uh, amazing like-mindedness to support local Minnesota businesses. And I think it's important to note that this is just for restaurants. We're not talking about a, an explosion of a bar scene yep. in no. Minneapolis. That We're just talking exist. about your neighborhood restaurants. Absolutely. Exactly. And this will be on the ballot in November. On the ballot, just in, in Minneapolis. It's just, it's just in Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay, but here's the other thing, people. Like, I just saw this super funny video that came out from the Rock the Vote people about all these senior citizens talking about, yeah, you millennials, you don't need to come out and vote. You don't need to do that because we're going to, the environment being ruined, we're already going to be dead. So don't worry about it. I know. Trying to bait sort of young people to get out and vote. But here's another reason, right? If you aren't happy with the way things are going, or if you are happy and you want to continue to go down that road, the only way these things happen is when your people hear from you, your constituents, and that you vote. So get out, vote. Absolutely. Support, get out and vote. And also, vote, like, yes. Minneapolis is a really hip town, and this is like a really unhip law. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is not a cool law that makes us like, nah. a, you know what I mean? The The Minneapolis food scene is just exploding. It's get so with cool. it, people. Get with it. Yeah, We're it's with time. Heather Bray from the Lowbrow. Thanks for being here. Also, Gina Carver, Jay Carver Distillery. I love, I'm changing my name, people. Did, I just called you Gina. I know, but I know. You've got a name tag on it. Gina Carver. I love it. You're going to have to. Make sure that you visit Jay Carver. I want to Carver. Is it Carver County, right? Carver County. It's in Maconia. In Maconia. Right past Stephanie March's house. Yes, it's it basically is. like I can throw a rock and hit it. So go to Steph's. We'll have yeah. a hot dish. <laughs> Meet me there. We'll have a hot dish right. with cream of mushroom soup. Yep. And then we'll go to the we'll distillery and make you some. We're going to go yes. ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll have the Ask Stephanie portion of the show where you can call in and ask questions. 
If you have cocktail questions, we got you covered. 651-641-1071 is our number. We'll take your call live on the air next. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. 651-641-1071 is our phone number. And we take your questions live on air. So feel free to call us. We always are here for you. We do answer a lot of questions also at Stephanie's Dish on Twitter, at Steph March on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, at Stephanie March, and at Stephanie's Dish. And then, of course, we have the Weekly Dish Facebook page where you're always welcome to chime in. Someone asked me the other day, they were like, I feel like you're my personal concierge. And like, we kind of are. Well, that's we try. Yeah, we try. We do our best. You know, we do have lives. And so sometimes questions. they get in the way. 651-641-1071. Um, okay, here is a question that came up on, um, I think, Facebook Messenger. It says, hi, Stephanie's. I love the show. I love listening when I'm out running my Saturday errands. Yeah. Uh, So Jackie's probably running her errands right now. She says, I'll be co-hosting a bridal shower in January for my niece. We'd like to serve soups, salads, and breads, and I would like to find a great catering place for the soup. My quick Google search led me to Eddington's, Kowalski's, Panera, and Casey's Deli and Catering St. Paul. Any Mm. other places or recommendations? Um, I God, is Eddington's even still open? I feel like they're not. There's no Eddington's left. I don't know about that. Yeah, Eddington's used to be a very popular soup chain. There used to be one mm-hmm. downtown in my building, and it was not great. But Kowalski's is going to be a quality product. I think I don't happen to love Panera at all. Um, here's what I'm going to tell you: If you want really good soup and you want to talk to someone who makes a bunch of soup and who knows everything about soup, it's Pam from Birdsong Soups. Yes. That you want to talk to. I do love Pam you go to Pam, Birdsong. You, you go to Birdsong. She's been tweeting out that soup season has started. So she started her. She has a soup CSA. And so this is where you buy, you order, you basically put in an order for soups or you pay ahead of time and then you get X amount of soups over the year and you can pick up soups. You can do what I love about her stuff is that it's mostly vegetarian. Um, and so then you can add in your own meats. If you want to pull, do a pulled pork and put it into, you know, a Mexican soup, you can do that yourself. Alima soup. Yeah. And so you have it a little bit different, but she's got great soups, birdsong soups. She's on Facebook. That's how you have to find her. Okay. Um, also I will say just that I know the folks at Cerdix make a lot of great soups. They have a whole soup. They, every month they have a whole list of two soups a day. Um, and I know that they would hook you up for catering in that regard too. And they use, um, rustica bread. So oh, yeah. you'd have the good breads. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see what else we have for a question here. Uh, here is a question. I am craving cider, but I want to use it for a drink. What would you put in cider? Thanks, Mary. Bourbon. Would you put bourbon? Oh, God, yeah. That's what goes in cider, people. That's it. (laughs) Done. We're done. Dark rum. No, stop it. (laughs) No, bourbon. What about fireball? (laughs) Do you want me to leave this station right now? (laughs) Do you not? I mean, can't you appreciate a fireball? No, I can't. I understand what it is. And I guess I've done, I've had fireball, and I think I've had homemade fireball, by the way. All you have to do is take a bunch of hot tamales and soak them in bourbon. Hello. And oh, that's how you make fireball. And, and that's like the, that's uh, artisanal. That fireball. is artisanal. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you're going to have your free or corn syrup situation, do it yourself. I have no, a feeling just, my Ellie is listening and like getting the she's, hot tamales She's right writing now. it down. I, I, I guess the whole fireball thing is just for me. It's like, I get it. It's fun. And that's okay. It's just whiskey has such a better thing. I would also put brandy or cognac in apple cider. 
um, because there is a brandy. There's an apple brandy called Calvados, which is beautiful. It I, is. I wouldn't. Nec- I would just sip that. I wouldn't necessarily put that into a cider, but I would put brandy or cognac into cider. Absolutely. All right. Not gin. Um, I don't know why that sounds gross. No gin and cider. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds no, gross. That does sound kind of gross. Yeah. Plus, I would think I don't know the botanicals would maybe overpower it. It just kind. I know someone was well, and yeah, yeah. No. All right. I think most of the browns and the caramelized ones kind of go well with it, and that's kind of the whole thing. All right. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to ask any questions, I'm just going through the list here of all of our questions. Uh, somebody. Okay. Well, here I have a question for you. Um, if you have, let's say a daughter who's getting married and she is going to be having a wedding sometime next fall, uh, and wants to have sort of a non-conventional space where you can bring your own caterer in, you don't have to have on-site catering. What would you suggest? Um, that's a really good question and a very hard question. So very hard. Most of these sort of spaces end up having catering relationships with Mm -hmm. caterers Mm -hmm. a kind of just non-conventional space Mm -hmm. but also has caterers attached to it would be day block brewing yeah i think some of the breweries could be fun um if that's the challenge with the breweries is like what we said and well you can only have their you can only have beer like at Surly, you can only, you can't have Got cocktails. It. There's I no wine or cocktails. Yeah, okay. so that's a, that's a big piece of that. And of course, the clue, the key here, you guys, is my daughter Megan is getting married. She just got engaged last weekend. Yay! I and can't believe, like, I you know. know what's coming next? Then no, stop. I'm already. I'm just. Can I have a wedding to deal with without having to think of other things? I want to know what your grandma name's gonna be. Oma, done. Okay. We so have you're... Omas. There's just Omas. That's it. That's the only thing there is. I wish you guys could. Like, sometimes <laughs> I wish there was a video camera because the look that her it's eyes like, just made me like, what is wrong with yeah. you that you would even ask such a question? You know, people like Glamma, Glampa. Glamma? Glamma. Glamma. Glamma's. Lori's a Glamma. Well, Lori is a Glamma, but that's <laughs> glamorous. Not, yeah. That's Grandma a, type Glamma's. Yeah. So the kids actually call her Glamma. The kids call her Glamma. Most of the time you can't pick it. The kid will call you what the kid Mama, calls you. Yeah. You know, like Mima or Oh, Mima. Gima. Wasn't that the lady from uh I don't know. Oh, that show with oh, the I don't know. little girl and Mama June. Yeah. They had Sugar Bear, Mama June, and Mima. Oh, I'm really just going down a yeah, rabbit, rabbit hole here. Okay, okay, anyway. Back so to the food questions. Back to the questions. Um but I would say, have you ever had an event at Uppercut Boxing? Uh, actually, Ellie works out at the gym there and I have seen a wedding set up there. Yeah, They've done a ton of events and weddings and a lot of people have loved it. So that's a place I'm looking at too. Yeah. That is a glorious spot. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's kind of edgy and a different thing. I think, I don't know if they have a contract or not. The the deal is, is because I want to, I want to control it. I don't, I mean, not, I want to control it. I'm sure the bride wants to control it, but I'm saying, you know, cause sometimes when they make you use their caterer, it's not someone who you necessarily want to have. Yeah. And like, I know in our case, our friend made our wedding cake. So yeah. we really wanted her to be able right. to do that. Like I have a lot of people who are offering a lot of cool things to do and I'd rather do it that way than yeah, to have some. Yeah, you probably have some connections. A little bit. What am I thinking? A little bit. If anybody has any suggestions, I will tell you that in a couple weeks, we get a lot of catering questions. Yeah. And I felt like our catering reservoir, or me personally, was a little lacking. Mm -hmm. So I went out on Facebook and I've got a bunch of recommendations for caterers. 
Awesome. So we'll share those with you on the October 20th show. And if you have any venues, just let us know. We're always available on the Twitters or the Facebook. That's right. We'll take a break. Red Cow, Red Rabbit are the sponsors of the show. Red Rabbit is open on Grand Avenue. We'll be right back.